Early in 1945, the appearance of this book was forbidden by the War Office, but now, since time has blunted the edge of censorship, it may be published almost as it was written. True, it is some 60 pages the shorter, while during the years between its conception and birth, its title has been used by other writers. But the bulk of the story, like the title, remains unaltered. I have not attempted to bring it up to date or to rewrite any part of it, for to do so would be to lose the spirit of light-heartedness and 22-year-old exuberance, almost bumptiousness, with which it was written. One has to accept the fact that we were all pretty pleased with ourselves in those days, and our lives were concerned mainly with yesterday, but not the day before yesterday, today and tomorrow morning. Rewritten diaries, carefully edited and bolstered with afterthought, rarely present a reflection of things and people as they really were, and therefore I have chosen that this book shall remain an almost direct transcription of a diary which I kept in 1944. A few notes have been added, while things taken for granted in the original have here had to be explained, but that is all in the way of extras. My diary was a full one. This was made possible because in Crete we used to turn day into night like an eternal Ramadan and therefore found much time on our hands during the hours of hiding. I mention this because the listener might well wonder how it was possible to make daily entries of ten or twenty pages while being chased from end to end of the island. The story wrote itself automatically, calling for no effort on the author's part, but it was written in a very private and therefore self-centred way, and to make such a diary public is a step which no writer can regard without a feeling of trepidation. He is making an exhibition of himself, and at the same time loses that wonderfully protective armour of the third-person singular. Thus... If you look for a good speech now, you undo me, for what I have to say is of mine own making, and what indeed I should say will, I doubt, prove mine own marring. I take this opportunity to thank Patrick Lee Fermer for having read and corrected my manuscript, and Robert Graves for his good counsel and permission to reprint a passage from his book The Golden Fleece, Castle. It now only remains for me to send these written pages to Ian Moncrief, who has generously promised to act as chorus to the tale. W.S.M. Kinordi, Scotland.